Well, yeah. welcome back. It's been a hot minute, eh? It's been a year and a couple months since we've done this, and a lot has happened since then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, life kind of got in the way of this podcast, as it were. Yeah. But um, also, okay, I think the best question is, what, what movie are we going to be chatting about? Well, I know this is our first episode back, so we really want to start off with a really good property. Something oh, fantastic. with a lot to analyse, something with deep characters, something that we both really enjoyed. Are we doing Lord of the Rings now? We're doing Morbius. No. <laughs> what? That can't be our first one, actually. Okay. Why is that stopped? That stopped. It has indeed. Good question. Pretty, because I think that did pretty well. No. What we're going to do. We're just going to go file. Of the film 
is a literal circle in, PowerPoint style. I was very surprised by that, I won't even lie to you. I think the first thing I even said to you was, you know, like Star Wars uses those white transitions because George Lucas was a fan of Flash Gordon, you know, that's the altar. This has no excuse. I don't know why they did PowerPoint. Because they literally did it once. And that's the other thing. If it was like a, if it was a consistent thing, you could just be like, oh, that was a stylistic trick. No, it was one circular swipe. Yeah, it, it wasn't, like, I'm telling you, this movie was incomplete. The, the directors, the people in editing went... I wonder if we could actually just edit this badly and then send it and see if Sony even notices. Because I'm pretty sure Sony doesn't watch their own films. That's why they consistently do this. Yeah. Look, the, okay, let me put it this way. This film is bad. In case you haven't realized already, this film is bad. Um, but it's bad for the wrong reasons. I would argue it's one of the worst examples of like early 2000s, late 90s comic book movies. It, it's the worst aspect of all of them. It's got shit CGI, it's got shit characters, it's got a shit villain with zero motivation. And it's an hour and a half. The timing doesn't... Uh, look, the, the, the fact that it's an hour and a half, thank God, because my God did that hour and a half take forever to get through. That was actually so weird. But nothing happened. Exactly. Nothing happened in that film. Yeah, so you don't get to know anything about Michael Morbius. You get about four minutes of backstory throughout the entire film. And then absolutely no character development, no reason why he's upset with what he's done. Also, you have a cargo ship full of people, and then it says, there was only one survivor. And Other six dead. Yeah. yeah, there was like eight guys who died, completely drained of blood. But then, the rest of the people on the ship were probably fine. No, I mean, there were no other people on the ship. There was yeah. eight of them, including Morbius. Yeah, so uh, the, the... Okay, actually, before we get into the... Before we actually get into, like, the nitty-gritty of the movie, can we talk the end of the movie real quick? The end titles. The, like, title crawl and all that. The fuck was up with that? It, it was, like, purple and, and blue, and it was, like, all these lines going on the screen. What 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 was the relevance? What, what, so, those why? of you who are old enough to know this, when... You used to play music on your laptop. It used to come up with these funky visuals yeah. that made you look like you were tripping. That Windows Media Player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked exactly like that. And it's weird because the movie also opened with that style and you just don't understand why they went for the pink theme. Because they didn't even get the color right. Yeah. For right. If they were trying to get the purple from Morbius, they missed by a lot. That was like a hot magenta. It was no, I okay. Disastrous. Where do you, also he didn't do vampire-y things at all. No. They didn't do any vampire stuff. There is no explanation as to why he went vampire bats are the solution to the problem. To be fair, when when it comes to him being like, because the movie goes through great pains to be like, oh, Morbius is a is a medical genius. The only thing they show us is him being like a technical genius in terms of like engineering. Like, there's the, the one flashback they have when the, the, the Matt Smith's character, what's his name? Uh, Lucien or Milo. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a moment where, and this was, I actually laughed when this happened, but the kid is chatting to Michael Morby, is all happy, and, it, and his machine, like, turns off, like, and he just instantly fucking collapses. Like, straight up collapses. Michael Morby opens up the machine, Inserts like a pen into it, and, it, and it's fixed, and this kid instantly sits back up. 
okay? First off, that's not like medical genius, that's like engineering prowess. Second off, this motherfucker passed out and then sat square back up again. There was no repercussions whatsoever. It was like, ah, we turned you off, sorry. But the problem is, later in the movie, about a week later, he's off playing outside and he was walking without the machine. Oh, and then he also gets the shit kicked out of him by bullies. (laughs) And he was fine. Like, obviously not fine. Like, he was got his shit rocked, but like, to be fair, he immediately got up and rocked that kid's crap with also his crush. Fair. Like, yeah, I... <laughs> there was so much wrong with this movie, I don't even like... It's weird that Matt Smith who I love, by the way, this movie. he's such a phenomenal actor, I dig him so much, I think he was an awesome Doctor Who. I'm just gonna put it out there though, David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston, still my doctors. Uh, <laughs> sorry Matt Smith, I love you and Peter Quality, but... I. Like, he was doing his damnedest. I'll give him that. He was trying so hard. They had a South African uh, song in there. Except. Yeah, but why? What, like... <sighs> that scene on its own is apparently one of the... Something that fans are looking at and just being like... I... Again, I, to I set the stage here. How like, I feel about this. To set the stage, it's literally Matt Smith's character after he's been vampired. He... Also, he's we don't... Ex- it never explains how he got into yeah, the lab. Yeah. The lab's got no security. I was going to say, to be fair, the patient was like looking square into the lab at one point, which was yeah. weird. For some reason, the top secret lab is like right around the corner. It's they didn't keep a, a spatial consistency, because even when he's out the hospital, right, the first scene is them, you look out into the hospital and it's the courtyard of the manor house that they're living in. Yeah. And they cut to the same beds and outside is street kids and school children. The next scene they cut and it's like a corner of the courtyard where the street kids are about to kick the crap out of Matt Smith Matt Smith as a child yeah yeah that was really bad okay let, let's start off with the characters shall we because the plot is meandering and it, there isn't really a plot the plot is Michael Morbius trying to cure himself becomes a vampire his childhood friend becomes a vampire they fight the end like I, is there anything else that you realistically miss in? he does the Kamehameha from Dragon Ball Z he actually does. He does a Kamehameha. With bats, obviously. Because, you know, that's what... The, the problem <laughs> is, he goes, I refuse to drink human blood. But then, like, three times in the movie, he drinks human blood. And one of the times, he's not even desperate for it. He just yeah. does. Yeah, that was weird. But on top of that... I, I, okay, I hate to bring this up. Okay, so Michael Morbius is apparently famous for his achievement in creating artificial blood, which is blue. Okay, this led to one of the fuck-ups in the scene later on, but whatever. So, blue blood is artificial blood, and he drinks that, and it's like, oh, it's getting less and less effective, at some point I won't be able to drink this anymore. Okay, fine. He still gets blood donated to him because of his blood disease. Like, he has racks and racks of human blood. Next to the artificial blood. Why doesn't he just drink that? Like, not being funny, in, in like, fantasy and fiction, one of the most common ways to be like, oh, vampires are good guys, when he's like, oh... I just get donated the blood, you know, and then I drink that instead of killing humans. Like, what? what's the moral problem there? Like, you were still going to have to use it if you still had your blood condition. Now you've just got a different condition. Why not just keep getting blood donated to you and just drinking it? Because if they did that, there would be absolutely no point to the film. But there is no point to the film. Already, yeah, fair. Like, at all. Like, okay, let's talk about Matt Smith's character. Because I think he's got the closest to any 
sort of characterization. Okay. He spends all his time indoors, but apparently he's a billionaire. Millionaire. He's like very, that. very wealthy. He rented out a cargo ship that drives itself and has eight mercenaries on it and two doctors. Like, from what they say in the film, it seems like he funds Morbius' experiments. Like, whatever they are, he doesn't give a shit. Okay. He's got no character arc in this film other than he's, he's sick, he, he, he wants a cure, Michael Morbius becomes a vampire, I want the cure, I don't care what the costs are, somehow gets a hold of this vampire serum thing, becomes a vampire, and then it's like, yeah, I'm just going to start killing everyone. And it's like, but why? Like, if there was an arc there in terms of like, oh, I, I've been pushed around all my life, I'm going to start killing bad guys who are still trying to push me around, then it's like, okay, I can, like, understand that. But there was not. He just starts killing people for no reason. At all. Yeah. Fair. And, like, I mean, Matt Smith's trying, man. He's he, really trying. He is the most entertaining part of the film. 100%. He's the only part that's worth watching, besides that one guy who played Moriarty, who I can't think of the name of right now, but even he goes out like a... He goes out like a champion. Okay, <laughs> to be fair. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's talk about Paper Skull, shall we? So, Morbius's main... Uh, love interest and I use that word loosely because she's just a yes man as far as I'm concerned she exists purely be like yes Michael I will do whatever you want he turns into a vampire on this on this container ship and pushes her no no he doesn't even push her like, no he does I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just her aside I'm pretty sure it was Michael Morbius but anyway no no she goes to the to the to the mercenary guy and it's like no 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 don't hurt him and then they just Push oh, you could be right, you could be right. And then she falls, and she, like, gently cups her head against, um... Like a console or something. Like yeah. A, like a, a workbench or something. Yeah. Coma. She's down for the fucking count. She's out. Moriarty, on the other hand, gets vampire punched by Maxwell. And I say vampire punched because you see the shockwave of air after he's had his, like, guts clawed out of him. Gets punched in the head by this dude, goes flying across the room, follows Michael Morbius, like, yo, I'm dying. <laughs> still has enough life left in him to wait until Morbius gets there to die. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. It is actually mind-boggling how long that dude survived for. Now that we're speaking about comas, there's a, there's a little girl that Morbius oh, plays so chess with. So funny. They put her into a coma. Her kidneys are failing, right? Her kidneys are failing. No, she starts and dying. Like, and that scene, she's acting like she's dying. She's dying. Motherfucker gives her a sedative. And she's cured. And, and she just falls into a coma, but then we never hear from her again. No, 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 she's just, cured. She's cured. The hospital has a room, and then Michael Morbius's lab. Which is like a floor. Yeah. <laughs> but bear in mind, the patient room is like, her right outside the big floor lab. And, and <laughs> there's no security. Everyone walks into his lab. There's literally a moment where where the love interest comes in and she is like, what are you hiding, Michael? And he was like, I'm not hiding anything. And then she exposes the bats. But then like a regular assistant walks into the thing. Walks While right the bats past, are still there. Walks yeah. right past the bat chamber and literally goes, Michael, there's a problem with, the, with this little girl. Yeah, no, it was... And no one bats an eye at that. Ha, 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 ha. Bats an eye. Um, I didn't... I, <laughs> I don't know that I don't respect this film. Fair. So, um, what happened was something that bothers me now, looking back at it. Oh yeah. Is um, she gets off the container ship and is in hospital. Then they go. They say Michael Morbius is the only survivor. 
but he wasn't found on the ship. But then he just goes to the hospital again. But nobody like, sees him there. Nobody sees him there at the hospital, I think. But that, no, no, he's just walking around. Yeah, he is just walking around. I don't he know. literally goes and sits next to the girl in the coma. Yeah. Look, but as just like regular Michael Morbius, and, and, and then he literally runs into the police. And you can take this because this was your pet peeve for the whole movie. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they had such a hard on for Michael Morbius. I don't understand. Okay, because from their perspective, okay, let's look at this. This man is a cripple with a blood disease. Okay, like he can't, he can barely walk. Man's not going anywhere. Okay, they find a container with his assistant on. Okay, and they find like a little like origami bat or something next to her, and they go, "Michael Morbius was here," which I'm fine with. You know, they they know origami's a, 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 a habit of his. They they know this is his assistant. They instantly suspect that he murdered eight hardened mercenaries. Got off a ship somehow because, as you says, he's not on the ship. Where no, they he like, jumps invented. into the water. And he just... jumps into the water like as a vampire. They don't know he is a vampire. Okay. But they automatically assume he is responsible as a cripple. Like, I cannot stress this enough. As a cripple. I got another one. They right. rock up to him while he's again faking being a cripple, walking out of his lab, and they're like, "Ha, huh, Michael Morbius, you're coming with us. You murdered a whole bunch of people. That's like, you, you, you did not jump to this cripple." Killing so many people. Like, there's no way, I don't care how good of a detectable cop you are, that you you take one look at that scene and go, Michael Morbius not only cured himself, he became a vampire. There's no way. Further, further, this just occurred to me now. How long does, when he drinks blood, right, he isn't cured completely. He has to consistently drink the blood in order to stay yes. as, as his strong form, right? Yes. And he said the cap on that was his first one was about six hours. Yes. On the artificial blood, right? Which means the regular blood he drank his first amount ever. Okay? Yeah. Put it at about eight, ten hours. I'd go close to twelve because it's night when he hops off. Twelve the hours, right? Yeah. How does he swim all the way back to shore within that time frame and not cripple out halfway and die? Because they, they said international waters. Which is not a real thing, by the way. But, 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 but it's like all stupid there, but I mean. We'll say it's at least 40k's. 30k's. Well, especially because he couldn't fly at that point, yeah. right? Because he didn't know how to fly. Yeah. From any shoreline. And like, their vampires weren't, like, super quick, as far as I'm aware. They had super speed and, and super strength. But Did they, wasn't that just their flying? The, the super speed, I mean, like, the super strength, yeah. But, like, no, they were fast. They were really? fast, yeah. Okay, fair but, enough. But they weren't that fast. I also, mean, it's in water. There's only so much speed you can put while in the water. No, Michael I, I, Phelps can <laughs> has a max limit. Despite super strength, you cannot pump that much, that amount of water. You know, you clearly don't understand physics the way Morbius understands physics. Okay. International <laughs> Waters is not a real thing. It's really not. This was one of his biggest pet peeves. <laughs> he actually paused the movie and was like, no, I need to explain this to you. And I was like, I understand, though. It's not a real thing. But I studied law. I know. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like one of the first things you learn about is jurisdiction. Like, so where, where is International Waters? And we're like, everyone was like giving our answers. Our lecturer was like, you're wrong. <laughs> there are none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I... 
There were so many problems. There, there were so many points throughout this film where, because he, he basically uses a watch to keep track of like how long until he needs his next fix of blood. But there was there was actually several moments of the film where he would be like, oh, I need blood, and the watch would say like two hours thirty four or like four hours and something, and you're just like, but you don't though, right? Like he's snacking. Yeah, <laughs> he's legitimately he's snacking. Yeah. Are you bored or are you are you hungry? Also, can we just talk about that fucking venom line? No God one knows awful. about Venom. Nobody, nobody knows about Venom. No one knows who he is. They mention the Daily Bugle twice for no reason. They don't show Oscorp and they don't show Spider-Man. And also that Michael Keaton cameo. Hard. Absolutely horrible. He's having a miserable time there. 100%. Well, wouldn't you? You're on the set of Morbius. <laughs> like, come on, mate. No, I... The CGI was god-awful. Okay? It, uh, when I say this film was like the worst aspect... Of every like late nineties, early two thousand superhero movie, I really mean that. It had hard acting, it had hard CGI, it had a hard story, a vapid love interest, a dull antagonist. It was ev- like it was everything I've ever despised. Now, like a superhero movie, just neatly packaged into one shitty package. I'd honestly rather watch the old Spawn movie, which that at least holds a bit of interest though. Where they, it's like you know, I have to remake that. Movie. It's excellent. Also, you said there are so many easy fixes to the movie. Um, this movie will be fixed so quickly. You just pop Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in there and have Morbius struggle with the fact that he's a vampire now, killing people by accident because he can't control it at night. Act. Look, I, the movie. Uh, honestly, I think this whole Sony villains thing is bad news because they're only interesting 90% of the time because of Spider-Man. The classic example is Kraven the Hunter. Only interesting because of Spider-Man. Also, Kraven the Hunter... Let's let's have a look at that man, right? He is about to be played by a snow white British man. Isn't he Who's, is he being played by the same dude who played um, Quicksilver? Yeah. He's English yeah. and he has an allergy to the sun. Yeah. They but they showed that he's craven because he's got an open chest and shirt, no chest hair by the way, and a little tooth on a necklace. I suppose it would probably be a bit insensitive to cast a Russian these days. You don't have to cast a Russian. Cast Jason Momoa. That would actually be a pretty solid one. Of course it would be. I dig that. He's going to need a new film series now that Aquaman's going to tank. <laughs> Literally, Tom Holland will look at this version of Craven the Hunter, smack him once, and the guy will be dead. Well, I mean, the irony is Tom Holland would look at this version of Craven the Hunter and go, Aren't you Scarlet Witch's brother? <laughs> <laughs> Just to confirm that they will never meet. These, these franchises will not meet. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Honestly, I would back the route of just Andrew Garfield Spider-Man all the way. I think that would solve so many problems. <sighs> it really yeah, just... of course it would. They opened up the multiverse for a reason. Now continue. No, the, the reason no, was for money. <laughs> <laughs> and nostalgia, and it worked. It did work. We will do the podcast on Spider-Man, by the way. We will. We will. We will. We will. That was a kick-ass movie. It was perfect. It's not perfect. I, I, this isn't the fun part. It's not perfect. You shut your whole mouth. Oh. Okay. Honestly, this movie is shit. But it has... No, it doesn't even have a lot of potential. It can be fixed. It can be fixed through just, like, a couple of simple methods. Writing one. 
No, no, that that doesn't need a script doctor. That needs like a script miracle worker, man. Like that, that needs like a sender from God. But like, it could be done. It it it, it could be done. I um, think I think the more appropriate way to do Michael Morbius is to do a Jekyll and Hyde thing because they uh, that would be pretty cool. They hint at the fact that 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 people start dying while he's asleep or at night, and he wakes up and he doesn't remember what's going on. And he doesn't remember if he's killed someone or not. He, and he isn't good. aware of any other vampires in the area. So he starts feeling guilty and stuff because he thinks he's doing it. Like, would you not prefer to watch that movie yeah. where at night he's like, oh crap, I, I best lock myself up. And you turn it into like a proper murder mystery. Yeah. Make it dark. If it's going to be a vampire movie, make it a vampire movie. 100%. Uh, I fully agree with that, in all honesty. He's not a superhero. He does, not. He does nothing good during the movie. Yeah. He like he even those thugs. What does he do? He like cripples one guy's hand. And yeah, then, and then nothing. And then he lets all of them go. That's where the crappy venom line comes in. But genuinely, now he didn't do anything heroic the entire movie. No, he didn't. Uh, he had, no. Uh, the the most heroic you can say is stopping the problem that he caused. Um, Tyrese has got a robot arm for half a second, and they never explain the robot arm. They never do. Okay, but to be fair, Tyrese is barely in this movie. He spoke more in the trailer than he spoke in the movie. That I found cuck funny. That was hilarious. Okay, let's. Okay, we've got to get to the cutscene. The greatest cut of all time. Michael Morbius is on the edge of a building. Okay. Oh, and, oh yeah, and I know what you're talking about now. He's being chased like, by Tyrese. Yeah. yeah. And Tyrese is like 20 floors below. Okay. He then gets lifted by the spirits of the wind. And it like no, tries I, I, to like pull him over the edge. I still of the don't know what that was, by the way. To make him fly. I, I don't know what that was. That his was vampire instincts are telling him he can fly. And then, like, you what's that? His vampire instinct. Sorry, I'm gonna quit. What was that? They just made like a tunnel of wind. And like later on in the movie, the train is coming. He's like feeling the air from the train, and then that that's like what he rides. What was this literal circular thing of wind? I. Could not tell you if I tried. So, because like I was watching it, and I was like, was that like a, like a little air turbine on the roof of this science building or something? What was it? I, I don't know, man. Tyree somehow gets up there after Morbius basically like super jumped to the roof. Tyrese is there 0.4 seconds after him. Yeah, yeah that was burst cool. onto the roof, and he goes enough with a gun. Right? He's holding a handgun. Now, I would like to just really quickly interject here <laughs> because when. Morbius first turns into a vampire, he dodges machine gun fire at point blank range. Like, I'm not even talking like more than a meter or two of distance. He dodges it. Tyrese rocks up with a handgun at like 10 meters away and says, enough. And then, the greatest cut of all time. It cuts to what looks like a far out pan of the, the building that they're standing on. Like, it, you see the rooftop. And they just cut to further out. And then it just goes prison facility or whatever. And you cut to Michael Morbius being in prison. Yeah, no, that From was... nowhere. There is no... Like, he wasn't arrested. Did he come quietly off? He must oh. have. He might... Which doesn't make sense because he knows he can dodge bullets, right? Like, it's not like he loses his memory when he's a vampire. Yeah. Which also makes the whole, like, Oh my god, I killed someone so weird. Because he knows exactly what he did. Because when he turns out of Vampire, he calls Mayday for the ship. Then, just, we've really got a time here, but quick pet peeve. We're, we're on like 15 seconds. What? He 
15 seconds? Yeah. No, I told you we got 30 minutes. Oh! Oh, a delight. Yeah, I, I, I restarted the camera. Sorry, we, we were yes. dealing with a little bit of technical difficulties beforehand. Okay. I told him yeah, to set a timer. I got you, I got you. Yeah, you're retarded. This is going to be fantastic now that I have time to say this. Yeah, no, please, drop it on us. One, his kill works first attempt. His kill works first attempt a second time when they do it on the cargo ship, even though they changed nothing but location. Also fair. Then he works out his superpowers in an afternoon, it looks like. But, okay, okay, just on that note, on the, on the whole powers testing thing, right? Now, The Amazing Spider-Man, not a fantastic movie. I think we can all agree. It's got flaws. It's definitely the best of Andrew's movies. I know you fucking <laughs> love The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm not getting into that with you, okay? I don't think we've done a podcast on it. We will get to that. I swear to God. But, okay... One of, the, one of the, the traditional things for the superhero is they go out and they test, they test their powers, right? You know, Tobey Maguire climbs a wall and he starts jumping over buildings and he web swings into a billboard. Andrew Garfield goes on like the skater montage in like an abandoned industrial park or something. You know, like all, all of these characters, they test their, their powers out essentially in the real world. You know, when they're, if they fuck up, there are consequences. Maybe not necessarily the biggest of consequences, but there are consequences. Michael Morbius quite literally does it in a lab in about three seconds. He chucks a ball, goes, I've got radar sensors, catches the ball, and then jumps and hangs from his legs from like a weird protruding like iron bar thing, which you can't see going, why is that in a lab? But okay. And uh, he just goes, I have the abilities of an Olympic athlete and yeah. enhanced speed and strength. Yeah. Uh, okay, 90% of this movie is exposition and the last 10% is just moving the plot forward. Like that that is ultimately what it is. It's 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 insane that in twenty twenty two we're still getting movies like that. They built a movie on sequel bait, that's what it is. But they didn't, because they I would argue there's not a lot of sequel baiting in this. The only bit of sequel baiting is at the end when his girlfriend, who he thinks is dead for some reason, opens her eyes as a vampire. Not sure how that happened. She didn't take oh, the cure. My gosh, that was also just a weird, <laughs> weird moment. She, so okay, so the finale happens where Matt Smith Calls Morbius, he's like, yo, I got your girlfriend. Also, they're, they're, uh, they're bat radar or whatever. They can just hear whatever the fuck they want. That, that's how that works. They just hear anything. Daredevil, he struggles in the... He has to learn how to do that. No. Morbius instantly. I, oh, oh, someone speaking Chinese in Russia. I can hear that. Yeah. 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 Is that the Maldives speaking? <laughs> Interesting. It's, yeah, it's pretty atrocious. But... Basically, Matt Smith captures girlfriend, who not really much of a character, not much of a girlfriend, not much of anything. Really. No agency at all. Nothing. Literally, just gets smacked around the entire movie and then <sighs> sacrifices herself, but not really because we don't even know if she was properly injured. She's just lying on the roof. Yeah, she. she so Matt Smith calls him. It's like, yeah, I got your girlfriend here. Morbius rocks up and he's like, like crying and doing the whole no. Matt Smith's like, ha, it's just you and me now. But like, she's not injured, and then. She goes to kiss him, bites his lip, draws blood from his mouth, and is like, now I've put you in a blood rage. So he bites her neck, and then it's assumed she's dead, I guess? But he knows, he, okay, I suppose, look, he could have got confused, because throughout the movie they tell you, oh, when these vampires, they get someone, they drain them of their blood. Doesn't look like they get drained at all, they, you know. 
They're still looking pretty healthy, all things be equal. So I can understand his confusion when it comes to the girlfriend. He doesn't know what he's looking at. Even when he drinks the bags of juice, he doesn't finish the bag of juice. No, he doesn't. He's he drinks like half of it. Bad yeah. swig. And then he's like, Ugh, Ugh. I'm healed. Yeah, it's, it's strange. But yeah, the only bit of sequel bait there was <sighs> the girlfriend, after Morbius defeats Matt Smith, he flies away and she opens her eyes as a vampire, which still doesn't make sense because Morbius was made in a test tube. Like, he's a test tube vampire. He's not like a legitimate vampire. So I don't understand how that happened. And then the other bit of sequel baiting is Michael Keaton, who didn't even bother Rocky. I told you, it's because she bit his lip and drank his blood. That's that's what it was. She's a reverse vampire. That's what it is. (laughs) That's how it happened. There's no way. That can be the only reason. (laughs) Okay. I... What a fucked up movie. That's all I can say. But the, the only other bit of sequel baiting was that the second post-credit scene, which Michael Keaton didn't even bother showing up for. You know that because he never takes his helmet off. Where he's like, I think a whole bunch of us should team up together. Me being here is Spider-Man's fault. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Why? Also, how did Michael Keaton make another vulture suit when there were no Shatari on this other Earth? Like, and he didn't even make the suit the Tinker did. Tinkerer did. Mm. Like, Sony was just like, we're doing Sinister Six. It was like, stop it, it's already dead. It hasn't happened since Andrew Garfield's left die. Yeah, they did Sinister Five and it was pretty good. Oh, No Way Home. Yeah. That was pretty legendary though, yeah. This isn't a No Way Home podcast. Yeah. God damn it. I, I... I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Okay. Twilight is a better vampire movie than Morbius. That is true. Like, I'm I'm not a. I don't like Twilight. Uh, I'll be honest. It's a better vampire movie. The cost of Twilight. I mean, fair, fair. But like, Morbius was atrocious, man. I. (sighs) Let's talk about the Batman next week. How about that? You want to talk about the Batman? I'd like talking about the Batman. Let's stop talking about this other crappy bat stuff. Let's let's talk about the Batman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What what, what would you rate it out of ten? Morbius. I mean, not the Batman. <laughs> That's a harder conversation to have. Um. Two point five. Minus two point five. It could be either. Two point five. I was going to go with either a 2 or a 3, but I think I will... After we've had this discussion, I think I'll just go straight down to a 2, man. This was... This was awful. It I, wasn't even entertaining. No, it you wasn't. when a movie is sometimes so crappy, it, it's like yeah. funny to watch it unfold. But it's on the same level of crap as Tom Cruise's Mummy movie, where you sit there, you're just going, I'm working harder to watch this film than I am. Just... Trying to find anything entertaining. It's yeah, just... no, I, I, I fully agree. In all honesty, when you told me this movie is an hour and a half, at the end, mind you, this was after we'd watched it, you and went, this movie's an hour and a half, Ryan. I thought he was bullshitting with me because it felt like three and a half hours. It took us so if, And nothing happened. I can't stress that enough. This movie meanders and nothing happens. Because they keep cutting all the action sequences. There was like two action sequences. There was the one in the subway and the final fight, wasn't there? Final fight's not an action sequence, right? And they don't even touch each other. No, they 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 drop down into the oh, sewers and then do a Kamehameha. 
That's technically a fight scene, mate. But y'all know their first interaction was much better in the in the like train station. Although that doesn't make sense either, because Maxwell just starts killing everyone. You're like, well, why? I want to know your motivation. Oh, it was, It really was not pleasant, and I hate you for making me watch that. Like it, it wasn't fun. No, like, it wasn't. honestly, you could fix most of the problems by just having Spider-Man there. And be the main character because Morbius isn't strong enough to be his own character. I don't think. No, I like this is what Sony did, right? They went. Marvel made excellent movies by taking characters that no one used to care about and made them cool. Yeah. Sony's doing the same thing with villains, but you can't do that because the villains are only interesting because of their interactions with superheroes. Mm. I'd argue Venom's a classic example of that. His origin story is literally, "Oh, I was rejected by Spider-Man." Like, you, you, you can't get that same level of interest out of just, oh, I've now attached myself to Tom Hardy and yeah. we're both losers. Like, no, it's... It, it, like, the Venom symbiote is like a pissed-off ex-girlfriend that's a stalker. Yeah. Like, that is how I would describe it, where it's like, you were my perfect host. I know they've retconned that in the comics where now, oh, Spider-Man was actually a terrible host for Venom and all that. It's, yeah, they've, they've done that. That's a lie. Uh, it depends, because also, technically speaking, the reason Venom symbiote is so crazy is because it actually attached to Deadpool first. And they oh, did, they've done this whole massive thing in the comics, but I think, generally speaking, the, the origin of Venom is basically that it, it bonded with Spider-Man and said, holy shit, this is the ideal host, and Spider-Man went, I don't like this, and threw it off, and Venom basically said, how dare you, I'm going to make your life a living hell, and attached someone with that same mentality for Peter Parker that it did for both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yep. And without that, you lose so much of what makes Venom interesting. And that's the problem with Morbius as well, where because he's got no one to really play off of, he's not a superhero, he's a vampire that kills people. But they won't let him kill people because now he's an anti-hero. You need Spider-Man to be the like core of that so that Morbius can kind of come in and like provide like emotional resonance and all that type of thing. But we'll also do a Venom, well, a Venom recap and a Venom, Venom podcast. I don't want to watch Venom 2 though. You haven't seen it? No, I refuse to watch that. Oh. I don't want to support Sony. It, it was better than Venom 1. I've heard the opposite is true. Really? Yeah, dude. This movie, okay. It's a, it's a worse movie than Venom 1. Infinitely easier to watch and far more entertaining. You, you you can see how that's like like I I can I okay Venom one was absolutely horrific I, I hated it but at least I could laugh at it for being like an early two thousands comedy style thing honestly what I expected from the Venom movie there's a scene where he's like running up the side of the building the way they shoot that whole movie fully expected Ghost Rider to just drive down the side of that same building that would have actually been so funny it would have hurt me. <laughs> like, yeah, it would have caused physical damage if I saw that in the background. That would have been hilarious. Like Nick Cage or like the copters coming out. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But it's the exact same style. 100%. But again, both Morbius and Venom are the exact same. They are the worst aspects of all those early 2000s, late 90s superhero stuff. They're the worst of them. I don't want to hurt your feelings like this, but Woody Harrelson is ruined completely. Carnage? Carnage, Cletus, Cassidy, Cassidy yeah. yeah, no character, he doesn't do anything, he's not scary, he's not a psychopath, he, literally he's a whiny, whiny little boyfriend to a woman who is actually a nutcase. 
But literally, he's killing people for love. Cletus Cassidy. The Cletus Cassidy. That, yeah, that, that just sucks ass, man. I mean, honestly, my problem is Sony. Just, why not just keep re-upping your deals with Marvel? The amount of money you can earn off of that is so ridiculous and you don't have to do anything. I don't understand why it's so hard for them. Like, not being funny, look at this whole Tom Holland Spider-Man situation. His trilogy has made so much money in comparison to all of their Sony-led projects. Why don't you just sit there and go, uh, Marvel seems to have a hang on this. Tell you what, you can use these characters, but it just means we get paid more. You literally have to do nothing except sit back and watch Marvel do their thing. Yeah. Which, I caveat there, Marvel's not doing fantastic at the moment, but, you know, that's a... Their series is... Their series are god awful, but that is a discussion for another time as well. <laughs> we'll get around to it. Yeah. But, um... I think we can cap there. It, it, okay, uh, final thoughts. Is there anything you feel you've left unsaid about Morbius? Because there's, there's how Matt, Matt Smith got, got decently ripped for this. He did get decently ripped for this. You're right. He, he, he put on some muscle, which I was very impressed by. Yeah, even though they show off uh, Jared Leto's muscles, like half a, half a minute later you realise how skinny he is. Also fair. But I, I would still kill to have a body like that, to be fair. Right, fair, but, fair, uh, fair. I'm not looking in the shape. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, uh, I think Jared Leto did an awful job in this. I think the studio did an awful job in this. I think the director and the scriptwriter did an awful job of this. No, it's. I genuinely feel bad for Matt Smith. The editing team. Okay. Okay, (laughs) this is is Like, this is the bar for, like, a regular movie, alright? This is the bar for, like, a bad movie. Everyone else was hitting this bar. That editing team, dude, didn't even rock up on the day for the competition. That's how bad they were. The editing was shocking. The circle transition. I remember no. just Brian just just baffled. But do you, do you remember? They, okay, last comment. There was a scene where Morbius is flying to the building in the finale. This is how I knew the directing was honestly top tier trash. <laughs> Disappeared. They're, they're following Morbius fly towards the building, and the camera stays like this high while he dips down, and he later like reappears back in the frame. But it's not like. Like, if you're going to follow them in frame, like, you keep them in the center, and you, if you're going to have, like, a cinematic thing where they dip out, and then you, like, you do that, but they did all of it at once, and it looks amateurish. It looks like they just couldn't keep him in the frame for the CGI. It was so but bad. But CGI. You put him where you want him. It didn't make sense, man. It didn't... So much of this movie was just... It Imagine doesn't they did it with practical effects. That's how committed to this movie they were. Everything was just practical effects. <laughs> oh. oh my god. That would actually make me happy. The BTS movie for Morbius is probably going to be better than the Morbius movie. Oh. I really hope they, they make a Morbius behind-the-scenes movie. What How would we made Morbius? Like? What would that even look like? Just a whole bunch of drug people be like, should we make a movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jared Leto's over there. Should we just film it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, what, what else is this? How, how do you get to this point? And I feel so bad because films take so much effort. There are hundreds and hundreds of people putting like, a, like years worth of work into something. And to have it be this hurts. <laughs> so like, this must suck from the people who spend so long working on that. Like, he doesn't have a theme. There is music. Yeah, we forgot about that music. God awful, super forgettable. Nothing. There's nothing to work with there. Like I, man, I don't know. I, I, 
thought we were past the stage. Like, we've hit a certain stage in cinema, which is equally as bad. But I thought we were past this level of, like, film, filmmaking. Yeah. I really did. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely bag on some other things as well. And hopefully watch something that's good. Can we do Lord of the Rings at some point, please? Yes, we can. Watch Top Gun. Watch yes, 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 yes. Gun. I'm going to watch that uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah, and then we can yeah. complain about everything else that happened, like Moon Knight and Kenobi. <sighs> I'm sorry about Kenobi. I know, I know that hurts your soul really deep. I mean, even Vader over there is the, the statue of oppression. Is, is yeah. I mean, hell, pull up, half, half mast there. Pull up. I mean, I... <sighs> We'll, we'll save that for the canoe, but just know that I'm disappointed. Moon Knight, I'm disappointed. All the Marvel shows, I'm disappointed. Man, what happened to cinema? What happened to, like, creativity? I just... <sighs> I'm going to show you the two trailers that I watched for the Top Gun after this, because it is ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think we've said our piece about Morbius. Yeah. If you're thinking about going to watch Morbius, if it really is on for a second time... Don't. Don't. Go watch Twilight. You'll actually have a better time, I reckon. Yeah. Go watch, go watch a rescreening of Twilight. Yeah. Especially knowing that like everyone involved fucking hated it. Like, you'll have much more... Go watch more... The, the spoof version of Dracula from the 90s. No. Do yourself a favor. Go watch Vampires Suck. That's watch the spoof of Twilight. That's amazing. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright. I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Welcome back. This was a horrible way to start this, by the way. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we started with Morbius. That's Morbius. <laughs>